We began the show already with uh, <laughs> Alderman Brian Hopkins, who I've known for a long time. Alderman, uh, welcome to WGN, first of all. Thanks, Steve. Good to be here. Did you have to navigate around the marathon to get here? I did, actually. I was expecting some of the street openings would happen a little bit sooner than they did, but uh, our good streets and sand crew are out there thoroughly sweeping and cleaning up all the paper cups and everything. It took a little bit longer. So we had some uh, road closures that lasted a little longer than they were scheduled to for this one. Okay. Speaking of sweeping, that's the perfect lead in for this. What? 700 candidates for mayor? You know, I mean, it's really, but we've had that before where a lot of people jump in the race uh, and there are several aldermen who have committed. We'll talk about that. Are, I'll ask you straight up, are you one of those aldermen? Your name has been dangled out there, as you know, and you've supported dangling your name out there. Sure. And the reason I've not slammed the door on that is because I am actually keeping that option open. I'm not ruling out that I may be a late entry into the mayoral race. Uh, but right now, because the clock is ticking here, you know, we're into October. Don't you have to get signatures? You have to get that? signatures. I'm out there right now getting signatures for my aldermanic ah, okay. re-election. So uh, the number that you need for that is significantly less than what you need to run for mayor. So I'm, I'm checking that box right now, planning to run for re-election as alderman while I watch the field shape out and take its final uh, you know, number here. There's going to be a couple of withdrawals, I think, and a couple of late entries. We'll see how that shapes out, um, which is why I'm sort of holding the possible option that I may jump into the mayor's race. So Governor Pat Quinn, former Governor Pat Quinn, has talked on this radio show uh, about the possibility. He uh, would not directly answer the question. We had him on a couple of months ago. And uh, he, you know, he asked him the question directly, and the answer was about five minutes long. And did he say yes? Did he say no? But he's certainly considering it, and he's he's looking for signatures right now. Uh, the name recognition that people have for a former governor, I would think that is considerable. Chewy Garcia, uh, a U.S. representative, has talked about it. I'm not sure that he is going to run. What do you think about those two? as if one or the other or both run as deterrents because of their name value to you? It wouldn't necessarily be a deterrent either way. Uh, I do believe Governor Quinn is beyond just considering it. He's in it right now. He's got his volunteers out on the street. In fact, they were out there today you know, with the marathon crowds passing their clipboards. Uh, and you're right. He does enjoy a considerable amount of name identification going back to his days in the early 80s, you know, organizing on the ground for the Citizens Utility Board and other things that he's done. He's held four different statewide offices. I don't know anyone else who can claim that in Illinois history. So he definitely has that built-in advantage uh, for name ID, but it takes a lot more than name ID, especially in a crowded field where there's some serious issues facing the city, uh, and that won't cut it for Governor Quinn. He's going to need more than name ID. He's going to need significant campaign contributions, um, and it remains to be seen whether he can raise the money. Congressman Garcia, uh, I believe is quite content in his role as a congressman. He's he's doing very well in that role. Uh, enjoys his time in Washington D.C., where he's a leader. Um, I don't see him giving that up uh, for a mayoral run right now. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be in the cards with him, especially with his former base, which is the Chicago Teachers Union, mm-hmm. have already declared support for another candidate. So without that, he just doesn't really have a path to victory. And to be clear, who are they supporting? Uh, They'll be supporting Commissioner Brandon Johnson, who's a Cook County commissioner, actually an undeclared candidate at this point. So why are they supporting? Uh, Well, I think he's, you know, he's so close to the CTU leadership. They've had conversations and he's probably told them, I'm assuming confidentially, he said, I'm going to run. I just haven't announced it yet. And they chose to jump out in front and support him just to make it clear to the other candidates in the field 
uh, that CTU has already made their decision. If for some reason he changes his mind, um, that would be a key endorsement that's up for grabs. Key endorsements. So it used to be back in the day where these union endorsements were exceedingly important. Are they still? Even more so. You know, in today's world, and we talked about this before the show, Steve, you know, uh, people haven't fully realized the reality that patronage in Chicago it no longer exists, you know, for a variety of reasons, the Shackman decree, um, all sorts of uh, legal decisions that have been handed down. Uh, you know, elected officials used to control vast armies of patronage workers. That is no longer the case. That's gone. So the vacuum that that left has been filled with labor unions who actually do control vast armies of volunteers. They can get out there and put people in the precincts, walking the streets, knocking on doors, working the polling places. All those things patronage army volunteers used to do uh, are now done by um, people who are involved with the various um, labor unions. So they're very powerful, and every elected official is acutely aware of the influence that they wield in today's climate. So correct me here if I'm wrong. We've got maybe you, maybe not you, but Alderman Sawyer, Alderman Lopez, uh, and Alderman uh, Sophia King, who was on the show last week, actually. Uh, I'm counting three aldermen all running for mayor. Never before in the history of Chicago has an alderman ever won the race for mayor, though many, 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 many over the years have run for mayor. Uh, Also, Tom Tunney is considering running. Do you think, first of all, uh, a very, I mean, he was a very powerful alderman. I was surprised, actually, that he left. And I'll ask you the same question. You've been an alderman for how many years? Uh, I'm going on eight years now. But it's a powerful eight years, in part because of the ward you're in, in part, if you don't mind me saying, you're a very smart man, and, and just in part because you've kind of positioned yourself that way, and you're, you're a powerful alderman, and would be more so with all of these aldermen resigning, some have seniority, you would be one with great seniority, and you have some seniority right now. Yeah, and you're right. My seniority is uh, scheduled to take uh, one great leap for mankind here in the next term with uh, <laughs> exactly. so many departures. You know, yeah. almost, probably uh, 30% possibly of the city council will turn over in this upcoming election. So uh, I've considered that. It's one of the reasons, you know, why I haven't, uh, you know, moved too directly into the uh, realm of running for mayor right now is I enjoy my job. I, I like the legislative branch of government. I started in the legislative branch of government years ago in college as a, as a college intern for the General Assembly, the Illinois State Senate. I worked all those years for the Cook County Board of Commissioners, another legislative branch. And here I am a legislator uh, in the city council. It's, it's what I've enjoyed. Never really thought I'd consider running for the executive branch. Um, but some of my colleagues have said the same thing. The dissatisfaction with this current administration um, is what's driving so many aldermen to consider challenging this mayor. Uh, It's about issues. It's about the direction of the city. It's about some of the mistakes that this mayor has made that are very costly mistakes. And and we see it better than most people. I'm sure. And I want to talk about some of those quote unquote mistakes. I have one question to ask you. We'll do that after the break. But before the break, uh, your colleague Tom Tunney has been dangling out there that he may run for mayor. If he does, do you not run for mayor? And if he does, if if you do not, do you support him? Yes. In fact, I'll tell you quite candidly, Alderman Tony and I had a conversation about a month ago. He called me specifically to ask uh, if he was going to run, would I challenge him? And I told him no in that conversation. I said, you know, he's got seniority over me. I respect him. 
Uh, and I know he wasn't, uh, you know, making up his mind in that moment, but I committed to him. I said, if you decide to run, I will not run. In fact, I will support you. So let me know when you've made up your mind. And at this point, I think he's actually pretty close to making up his mind, um, but he's not quite there yet. So if this could be good news for Chicago in theory, right? If Tunney were to be mayor, which is big leap right now, uh, and you say, I'm going to stay alderman and you guys actually get along well, then maybe more things get done. Right. And part of the problem we have right now Particularly is, is for gridlock. Business, uh, absolutely. The for the, you yeah. know, he's, he's a small business owner himself. Uh, you know, he brings that perspective to his elective duties. He always has. Um, I think he's got some pretty good answers for the city of Chicago right now. And if he's willing to put it on the line and put his name on the ballot, um, I expect he would immediately be a strong contender, if not the front runner. All right. Uh, we need to break, but I want to talk about issues, and, and we'll do that when we come back. And uh, talk to you if you'd like, 312-981-7200. You can text or you can talk to yourself, uh, Alderman Brian Hopkins. He's right here. Loretta Swit from MASH. MASH is celebrating their 50th anniversary. She will be here later in the program, but right now in the studio, I'm honored to have Second Ward Alderman Brian Hopkins. All right, I'm going to run through some of the issues, uh, Alderman. One big one, of course, I think it is the big one. I've, I've had uh, other mayoral candidates sitting in that very chair. They all say this is their number one issue because residents say this is the number one issue. Probably, you know what I'm about to say, and that's crime in the city. Uh, is it out of control? Uh, uh, is the mayor doing a good job with it? Is our police superintendent doing the kind of job he needs to do? And is it not? necessarily only on them because here's the truth if i went through a red light camera because i'm what four miles an hour over the speed limit or something i love the red light camera where i'm one side of the street there's a cemetery you know they say they're all in front of like schools on the other side of the street there's a cemetery both sides of the street i don't know maybe they're worried about zombies at night getting you know the concern about zombies crossing the street but if i go four miles an hour whatever that speed limit is over I'm actually in more trouble than someone who commits, in some cases, a felony. Twelve questions and one there for you. Yeah, well, is crime out of control? You know, I, I think it's important when we have these conversations uh, to, to try to take as much of the emotion as we can out of it. It's a serious issue. It requires a clear-eyed analysis. Um, I try to avoid, you know, fear-mongering and hyperbole. So, you know, there's people out there trying to, you know, just use scare tactics to focus attention on the issue. We have to stop short of that while at the same time acknowledge we have a serious problem and things have changed. There has been a, a significant shift in our in our society, not just Chicago, but in the post-COVID era where we've seen a general erosion of law and order. We've seen a disrespect for police in general. We've seen an increase, a significant increase in many jurisdictions of the kind of street crime that threatens average everyday people. Carjackings, armed robberies, burglaries, assault, sexual assault, all the things that could happen to you when you're just living your life and minding your own business and, and you know trying to be a law-abiding citizen, and in the blink of an eye, you become a victim of one of those types of crimes. Those are the types of crimes that are significantly on the rise, particularly in the areas that I represent, and those are the types of crimes that need a direct response from our elected officials, from our police department, and right now in the city of Chicago, they are failing to provide that response that we need to try and turn this thing around. So what would you do? Well, one thing we need to do is to adjust our tactics. For example, 
Right now, in the district that I represent, the 18th Police District, we've just seen a 20% increase in armed robbery going back to 2021, a 20% increase in reported armed robberies. That is a significant change in what the baseline had been. We need to respond to that with an adjustment of tactics, with different types of policing that can respond effectively to it, that can potentially interdict some of the crimes and the armed robbery sprees that we're seeing happen, which never used to happen before. We have armed robbery crews that go out on a nightly basis and commit six, eight, even as much as a dozen criminal acts in the same span of time, and we don't have an answer. We don't have the ability to stop them while those crimes are in progress. That needs to change. What would you do? What would the answer be? Well, again, police tactics. We can provide things like license plate character readers. We can provide predictive analysis where when one of these crimes starts, we can decide whether it's the beginning of a crime spree or whether it's an isolated act. Respond by flooding the zone with police resources and and try to catch them, try to, er, to arrest them. And bring them into custody. How about, though, when they're brought into custody, they're arrested, sure. but they're out the next day, if not that night. Right. And that's also, uh, you know, a function of the, ju- the judicial system. We that's have, right. you know, the, the state's attorney and the judges uh, need to be our partners in this. And, and very often they're not. Uh, we're seeing the revolving door uh, has, has never spun faster than it has right now. And repeat violent offenders are put back on the street uh, typically right away and are free to commit more crimes. That has to change as well. That's obviously beyond the purview of the mayor's office. That's the, ju- the judicial branch of government. But it needs to be part of this conversation. Is the mayor, current mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, not having that conversation? You know, she has uh, not been consistent. There have been times that she's been very critical of our current state's attorney publicly has, has you know, singled that she office w- out. She was uh, on the show. And, and there's also times when she's been supportive and actually supported her, you know, uh, for another term of office. So um, there's an inconsistency there that, uh, you know, needs to be addressed. Um, but again, what we can control within the municipal government, what, what the mayor and the superintendent um, can do, there's actually so much more uh, runway to go down for just the ability that we have to try and turn this around by affecting a greater uh, uh, percentage of arrests and trying to bring offenders to justice and then letting the judicial system take it from there. There was a press conference recently and the mayor was asked about businesses leaving Chicago and her response was they're not. Well, some are, Uh, but some are coming into the city as well. Uh, Are we in trouble? And not only with the major businesses, but arguably more importantly, all over the city, every community, the small businesses. Well, for years under uh, the the previous administration, Mayor Emanuel was very proud of this fact. Uh, We led the nation in corporate relocations uh, throughout his term of office. Uh, Consistently, every year, more businesses chose to move to Chicago. And we're talking small startups all the way up to large corporate entities with thousands of jobs. That has stopped. And part of the reason, certainly not the only reason, but part of the reason is the perception of increasing street crime in Chicago. Every time there's a shooting on Michigan Avenue, it makes international headlines. And mm-hmm. people say, oh my God, look at Chicago. You know, Al Capone has returned. You know, it's, it's the Wild West. That is a terrible reputation to have, and it's affecting the business climate as well as everything else. Do you think our mayor currently does uh, not understand that and 
Do you think that this is a significant issue, an important one, to bring more businesses back to Chicago and to motivate people not to leave Chicago? Yeah, it, she does understand it. She just doesn't have a good answer for it. You know, of what course, someone, someone in her position knows what's happening. We see the out-migration of jobs. Uh, you know, when uh, Ken Griffith recently announced he was relocating Citadel, there was no reflection. There was no contemplation of, is that a bad thing? It was just like, well, you know, there goes the rich billionaire. Get rid of him. Who needs him anyway? Rather than look at the reasons that he felt comfortable publicly discussing that decision that he made. And he's not alone. And he's not alone. There's there's others following him. You know, it's not too late to save Chicago. I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm pessimistic. I, I do think we have so much to offer here. And there's so much more that can be done to return to the days when we routinely led the nation in corporate relocations. Uh, But we're not focusing on that right now, and that's to our own detriment. All right. Well, you know, we're out of time. uh, But certainly I have like four hours more questions I could ask you. Uh, From the second ward, Alderman Brian Hopkins, who still isn't telling us, but I don't think he knows, running for mayor or not, uh, Alderman Hopkins, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Thank you.